Are you ready? We ready. We ready. We ready for y'all. Break down. <laughs> Welcome on this football Friday. Friday, September 18th, 2020. Welcome to my podcast, We Ready, the story of a high school football coach in an inner city in the Hudson Valley, New York, in his attempt to lead young men to a positive future, and at the same time, to develop a strong, loving family. Yes, it's Friday, it's game day. It's not a normal game day, as we all know and are experiencing the difficulties of this COVID-19 pandemic. A normal Friday for many of us is one filled with excitement and anticipation for Friday nights is what we live for as high school football coaches and high school players and members of the community that support us. During these times in which we're unable to play the game that we love, let's keep things in perspective and remember that football will be back, but also support and remember that there are those who are dealing with many, many hardships at this time. And let's pray that we're all safe and moving forward. I'd like to dedicate today's podcast to my son and daughter. Those two individuals are the most important people in my life. My daughter, Meryl, a fine young lady who came into this world on September 21st, 1985, as she approaches a very important milestone in her life, her 35th birthday. I love you very much, and thank you for all that you do. And for my son, Blaze, born July 14th, 1988, Again, I thank you for being a wonderful son, and I love you guys both very much. Those dates are the two most important dates in my life, and if you know me, you know that dates are critical in my life. I remember history, I remember dates, I look back on things, and I think it's important, it's an important part of my life to remember the past and use it to help me to develop the future. I Journal. Journaling is a very important part of my life, and I recommend it to all of you out there because journaling to me represents writing down our thoughts, our memories, our experiences, and using them in the future to help us. I think it's important that we look back and remember where we were a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago, and to remind ourselves of the good times and the things that you know we did right and work on you know, work on developing those things and also the mistakes that we made and work on avoiding them. Um, I also feel like journaling is, is something that gives us a discipline each day and we set aside a time to have some silent time and it helps us. I also think it parallels football very much because football, it, it, as we all know, is a game of preparation and, and the preparation validates our efforts on Fridays, on Friday nights. That's our game day. That's showtime. And I think... The journaling or, 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 the, or the scouting or the remembering of the past we see in, in film study, we see in, in reviewing our notes from the past, our game plans from the past as we develop our game plans for the future. And I think it's, it's critical that we don't make the same mistakes. And I also, you know, I think as coaches, we also need to get together when the season's over and to, to go over, you know, how the season went and write things down because we forget. And um, I, I think analysis is a great teacher 
And again, I encourage all of you to, to use journaling to help you in both life and in football because life and football are very much the same in my world. And I think if you can parallel your life's journey uh, in the same light as moving a football from goal line to goal line, that 100 yards on the gridiron to me symbolizes everything that happens in our life. And some of you, you've dealt with being able to, you know, move up and down the field and score touchdowns and live a carefree life and, and, and things are going great for you. But some of you, you know, you've also dealt with being backed up to your own goal line and, and, and dealing with uh, adversity when you fumble the ball. And, uh, and then, you know, we can we move the football down the field and we get to midfield and things are starting to look brighter. And, um, you know, as we approach the goal line and we score and those victories that we accomplish in our life, you know, we look back with gratitude. And um, I really believe in coaching and in, and in teaching and in raising our families, we can. And, 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 I, and I recommend you, you parallel uh, life with football because football is more than a game. Football is about unity, it's about family, it's about working together, it's, it's, it's a brotherhood, a sisterhood, and it's about achieving a common goal, and it's about accepting others, and um, I just feel strongly about that, and that's one of the reasons why I'm producing this podcast, it, kind of my way to give back. Today, I'd like to dedicate specifically this episode, episode two, to my children, my daughter Meryl. And my son, Blaze, um, I appreciate them both very much. And when they came into this world, it, it, it meant everything to me. Those dates of their births are the two most important dates in my life. And for those of you that know me, dates and numbers are something that, that intrigue me and, and, and give me uh, pause to remember. And uh, for my daughter, Meryl, she has an important date coming up. Uh, September 21st, it will be a big birthday for her, and uh, I wish her publicly a, a happy birthday, and I love you very much. And my son, uh, July 14th, uh, his birthday, and uh, again, th those, those memories of, of the days that you guys came into this world uh, are so precious to me, and I'll never forget them. In dedicating this podcast to, to my daughter and my son, I, I like to just share that, you know, if you have the opportunity as coaches, as teachers to, to have your own children, um, you know, or, or, you know, you, you know, your nephews or people that are close to you, if you have, if they happen to have them in school and, and coach them, uh, you know, you realize that you're wearing two different hats, uh, you know, one as a parent or one as an aunt or uncle or, or one as a you know, a, a real good friend. Um, you're also wearing the hat as the teacher, as the coach, and and sometimes that can get a little bit fuzzy. And um, you know, I appreciate you know Merrill and Blaze for their ability to deal with me as their father, in, in that I was their teacher and coach uh, for many years as they went to schools that I taught at, and and. Um, they were on teams that I coached, and um, I, I, I cherish those times. Uh, I think they, they had a pretty good experience. I hope they did. I know that they were proud of their dad, and, and, and um, we spent a lot of time together in preparation for different activities, Little League Baseball and, 
and, and you know, and, and, and uh, wrestling and, and um, you know, all those activities that, that, that I was able to uh, share with, with my children. So, again, uh, I appreciate their efforts. I hope I didn't put too much pressure on you. Um, you know, I hope that, uh, you know, you view our time together in those situations as a positive time. Break down! I like to start this Friday football meeting with going over how we began our coaching career, how we began our careers, how we began our journey. Again, as we look back, I think it's important to remember where we were at so we know where we're going. My coaching career, I believe, dates back to my time as a 7th grader at St. Patrick's Elementary School in the city of Newburgh. I was the head coach and player of our 7th grade wiffle ball team. I remember coaching even at that young age, was critical to me, was important. And I remember training our 7th grade wiffle ball team to win the World Series against the 8th graders. The 8th graders were, you know, the big boys on the block. They were the New York Yankees. And, and, and my 7th grade team, we were, we were kind of the, you know, the children of the poor. We were the New York Mets. And um, I just remember I was so serious and so into it that um, I had my, my, my classmates, my team, I had them running, running wind sprints, and, and uh, we were taking ground balls, and we were taking batting practice, and we had signals, and we were just, I was just fired up and, and to lead uh, at that young age. My first coaching experience uh, coming out of the elementary school actually happened when I was in college, uh, as a student teacher, um, I had the opportunity to uh, coach. Uh, I was an assistant coach uh, for the Stroudsburg High School girls basketball team. Uh, my student teacher mentor, uh, who was a, a, a good man, uh, a really good coach, uh, a, a tough coach, yet disciplined and, 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 and caring and loving of the kids. He was fair and firm. And... Um, I learned a lot from 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 this man, and uh, part of my duties as a student teacher was to assist him uh, in a coaching experience. And it was again, it was with these girls uh, on the varsity basketball team. And and um, one thing I will will say is that you know I think it's important that we go into new experiences with with open eyes and an open mind. I know I went into this this experience coaching girls, I thought to myself, you know, that, you know, what's this all about? You know, I, I was young and naive and, and, and stupid. You know, I, 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 he's like, you know, girls, you know, I, I can't coach girls, you know, I'm, I'm a tough guy, you know, I, I play football and, you know, what's this all about? But as soon as I got into this experience, I, I couldn't have been more wrong because, these girls and this experience coaching girls opened my eyes to a world that athletics is is faceless it's 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 genderless it 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 it, it doesn't matter a person's height or weight or color 
or or sex or the only thing that's measured is a person's heart in a person's mind in their ability to 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 be coached in their attitude and their toughness and their discipline and their commitment and what this experience taught me is that in 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 many ways you know i saw things looking back from 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 these these high school girls that that i sometimes didn't see in in, in young men in high, in coaching high school football in that these young ladies were not only tough and committed um but they were very emotional and very passionate about what they were doing and they were very verbal in in telling you how they felt and i think sometimes as males we we kind of hold things back and and we don't always you know we're we're kind of scared or 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 we're we don't feel like we want to share uh things and i think i think myself as i get older i think I, 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 I want to verbalize more how I viewed the world when I was young and how I see it now as I'm getting old and I'm in the fourth quarter of my life and, and, and I want to communicate to others my experiences. Another experience I had in, in coaching um, was, was coaching in a correctional setting. Uh, while I was in college, I had the opportunity um, to go and work in a correctional facility as a recreation instructor. And um, that was part of my duties uh, in getting my degree. I had to have an experience in teaching and coaching uh, before I graduated. So I was fortunate to, to get a position in, uh, in, in working uh, in a correctional setting. And, um, and then when I uh, got out of college, and, and I tried to get out as quick as I could because I just – College was so hectic for me. I just wanted to move on and just start my career. I was, college was was you know I was I was taking classes sometimes sixteen, uh, eighteen credits a, a semester, sometimes twenty credits a semester while I was working a job and I was I was playing football and and, and baseball and it was just crazy. And um, when I finally graduated from college. I was really looking forward to uh, going back uh, and getting a job in my hometown, but I couldn't find one. Um, so my choices were I was offered actually a teaching coaching position out in rural Pennsylvania and, um, and, and then come back and work in corrections because there was a position there for me um, near my hometown. And um, I decided to come back and... and um, start a family and marry my high school sweetheart. And um, I worked in in the correctional setting uh, as a full-time recreation director for 48 months. And during that time, um, I was uh, coaching. I had the opportunity to both uh, coach uh, basketball and football. And uh, one of the things I learned from coaching basketball was um, that it was difficult for me to uh, – get these these young men the, these uh players these inmates to uh follow my direction um in, in that uh you know we would be practicing and, and i'd be setting up plays and, and a lot of the plays we were uh you know we were trying to screen and, and get shots you know shots free for you know the open player 
But um, in their strategy, in their in their way of playing, they just wanted to take the ball to the basket. There there were no outside shots, and the mentality was just we're going to insert our will upon you, and. Um, you know, it, it, it was a mono mono mentality, and uh, this state basketball team, which which was like an all-star team of inmates, we would play against teams from the outside, you know, from the street, and when the, these visitors would come in, they were they were intimidated because, you know, the, these these guys were just they were they were committed to playing this tough, physical. We're going to insert our will upon you type of basketball and. Uh, you know, it was a good teaching experience for me. I learned a lot from that. Uh, another experience I had was coaching uh, tackle football uh, in the prison. And it, it really was a lot like uh, the movie The Longest Yard with Burt Reynolds. Um, these men were, were, were tough and, and physical, and uh, they were really into it. They... They um, you know, wanted to be a member of a team, and, and they worked together toward a common goal. And uh, it was good football, and I really enjoyed coaching it. And um, I think it, it helped me to, to um, set my coaching philosophies because it was an opportunity for these guys to get away, to get lost in football and, and, and kind of forget for a little while the situation they were in and the opportunity they had to have some fun. And um, I think that's what athletic does. Athletics is an opportunity for us to to kind of escape the real world, yet athletics is, is, is probably more real than anything else in life because athletics doesn't lie. Athletics tells us, shows us that what you put in is is equivalent to what you get out. It tells us about what success is. It's when preparation meets opportunity. And uh, my whole life has been geared upon that that world. And um, I, I cringe when I hear the word jock, dumb jock. Um, I, I believe athletes are intelligent people who, uh, who have a lot to offer this society. And, um, you know, I, I think... Without athletics, as we're seeing now, it, it, the world is, is not a better place. Break down! As I worked at this correctional facility, I was there for 48 months. I actually began and finished my master's degree in criminal justice, and there was a time when I actually thought that I was going to remain and uh, in, 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 in have a career in corrections. You know, I was making pretty good money at the time, and, and I had benefits, and I was starting a family, and um, I, w- I was kind of losing faith that I was going to get that teaching job uh, in my hometown. But by the grace of God, in the summer, late summer, of 1986, the Newburgh City School District called me and asked me if I was interested in coming back to Newburgh to teach and to coach. So when I came back, 
I accepted it. It was a no-brainer. I didn't even have to think about it. Uh, when I came back, I was assigned an elementary school, uh, Meadow Hill Elementary School. And it was interesting because I was assigned uh, kindergarten through sixth grade. And what a contrast it was for me in, t- in you know the last 48 months. And in my summer experiences, I had been coaching uh, adult males ages 18 to 70. So now I'm teaching kindergarten. I'm tying shoelaces and I'm singing you know, nursery rhymes. Uh, it, it, it was quite a difference, in, and it was an experience that, that I'll always cherish. I, I love those, uh, those youngsters, and um, it gave me an opportunity to get back to my hometown. And so while I was there for those 14 years, I was going back and forth uh, to the high school. Uh, I would go to the high school in the morning, and, uh, and we would, we would wait, wait train and get ready for football for that day, and then go to school at 7.30 in the morning, and then you know, at three o'clock, I'd get back in my car and go to the high school and be there till seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night. And it meant for some long days. But um, those are days that, that I'll that I'll always cherish. Um, my my first uh, coaching experience in the school district was as the freshman coach in the fall of uh, 1986. The JV coach is the in the fall of 1987. I became the varsity defensive coordinator in the fall of 1988. And I continued at that position uh, up until my uh, my beginnings as the head coach in uh, the fall of 1995. And in those times as an assistant coach uh, were great times for me. Um, I really enjoyed the, the coaching. I was so into it. Uh, the gold backs. Um, I mean, I wore blue and gold every day. Uh, that's all I ever wore. I, I remember... Uh, you know, uh, people in my family saying to me, you know, do you have any other clothes? You know, and, uh, you know, I, I painted my car up. I put goalposts on it and footballs on it. And, you know, I was just so proud, you know, uh, the pride of being a goal back, being back in my home hometown. And, and, um, those are days I'll always cherish. And, uh, you know, one of the things I would do as a, um, you know, as a young coach and, and uh, I don't encourage you guys do this, you know, you guys that are out there as coaches. But, uh, you know, I do encourage you to, you know, to, to fool around and get involved with the kids on the field. But, but one of the things I used to do is I used to, I used to pad out when I was the freshman and JV coach. I used to put the pads on and, you know, like on a, on a Monday and, and uh, you know, and, and, and carry the football and tackle, you know, and, and, and be involved in the tackling uh, drills and scrimmages and, and it was a lot of fun, you know. I I can't do that anymore, and I don't know if you guys want to do that, uh, you know, in these in these times. But um, that was something that that I that I remember doing, and and uh, you know, the kids loved it. They 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 really appreciate it, and and even to this day, I'll have you know, I'll run into somebody, I'll I'll get a you know a text or an email or something, uh, a face a Facebook thing, you know, hey coach, remember that time and. Yeah, I mean, uh, those were great times. And uh, as an assistant coach, you know, you, you know, it was you're just carefree. You know, you you're not dealing with the pressures of being the head coach. And you know, you got all the answers, and you're young. And you know, the head coach is, you know, maybe he maybe he needs to do it a different way. And you know, every you know, and as we all know, you know, um, life changes when when the shoes on the other foot. And uh, you get a little older and, and, and you go through some different experiences and uh, you're wearing the shoes 
you know, of the, of, of the head guy, and, and, and you see things a lot different. Uh, my time uh, as an assistant ended uh, in the summer of 1995. The previous head coach, um, he was trying to decide if he was coming back or not, and, and he was trying to attain another position in another state, and and he was not around, and 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 I was, I was kind of in limbo, and 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 I took on the off-season conditioning program, and and I was, uh, you know, working with with the youngsters, you know, the entire summer, but but still didn't know, you know, if I was, you know, going to be the head coach or not, because, you know, we were still waiting, and finally, uh, the head coach, uh, somewhere around the middle of July, decided that he was going to resign and, and I applied for the job and I, and I was appointed the job. And, and so I was very excited. I felt at age 37 that, that I was ready to take on this position and I had a lot of ideas and, um, you know, I was young and excited and, and, uh, and, and I wanted to, to bring back some discipline and some tradition to the program. And that's not knocking the previous head coach, um, it's just, it's just that we all kind of view things differently and, and, and we all have our own, uh, philosophies and, uh, my philosophy as, uh, you know, a young man that, 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 that grew up in that, in that city of Newburgh, um, I felt that the young men needed, um, some different direction, um, direction that I felt changed my life in a positive way. So, I took on the task and I was committed to this, to this lifelong calling and uh, got off to kind of an auspicious beginning because uh, in the first week of summer practice, um, there was an experience, experience that I'll never forget, an experience that affected many people, an experience that I've learned from and have mixed emotions about. Um, it involved a young man who was named a captain by the previous head coach, a young man who had been a four-year varsity player, and um, a young man who was very close to the previous head coach, and, and, and I don't believe had strong belief in me as the leader of the program, and he let his feelings be known, and um, we butted heads, and um, there was a situation that, that occurred that uh, basically uh, he decided he did not want to be a part of the team. Um, he didn't like the way I was running things. And um, some of his teammates followed him. And, uh, you know, I, I uh, told the team, you know, we're going to practice in an hour. And, um, you know, whoever's not there, I'm going to clean out your lockers. And uh, everyone was at practice except this one young man. And he decided he didn't want to be a part of the team. He didn't feel like, you know, he wanted to follow, you know, my lead. And um, he stayed away from the team. And it was, it, was, it was about two and a half weeks later that he decided he was, you know, he wanted to come back. And it was at that point that, you know, I felt uh, it was in the best interest of, of, of the program that um, we move on without him. And unfortunately, you know, he, he was not a part of, of that first year and a part of, you know, the program's a, attempt 
to turn things around in, in, in the way that I was trying to lead it. And, um, you know, my advice to, you know, anybody involved in, in making these type of decisions, you know, as coaches, we're dealing with young men and we make thousands of decisions. And this was a decision that, that I didn't take lightly. It was a decision that, that, that I still think about to this day. Um, I, I think that, you know, maybe we could, you know, learn from these type of things and, and maybe as coaches, um, you know, we might want to step back and think about the positions that we get ourselves into, the positions that we're put into and the choices that we make and know that, you know, reflection is a great teacher. You know, we, we don't always have that, you know, that opportunity to know what the future is going to bring. But um, I think that I could have maybe stepped back from that situation and maybe made, you know, a different uh, decision um, Although at the time I felt it was the right thing and um, at times I still think it was the right thing. But I also feel for the young man and um, I've actually tried to reach out to him and, um, you know, I, I hope that, that he understands that sometimes, you know, we have to decide between what's best for an individual and what's best for the team. And um, I just want to say that, uh, you know, as I get older, you know, I just want to make it known that, you know, I don't take lightly the decisions I make. And I know that, you know, sometimes people feel that there were decisions that were not correct. I just want you to know that, that, that I've made many mistakes. And, um, you know, I just, I just, I'm human and I've tried to do my best in leading young men. See you on the field in 10 minutes. Go, go backs. We ready. We ready. We ready for y'all. On next week's episode, I will get into episode three, a tough star. The first two years of my head coaching experience.